tabletop mesas. He'd never ridden into this country before. It was a wild land, said to be haunted by ancient Indian spirits who had left their dwellings high in the canyon cliffs where only eagles could nest. Richard had seen a few of these crumbling cliff houses and had marveled at their impossible placements. The dwellings usually were small, pressed back under the brow of some heavy rock, and often difficult to find, unless you really were searching for them. Most of the ones he'd come upon were tiny, more like storage sheds than houses. He'd tried unsuccessfully to enter them, on the outside chance that they might yield Indian treasures. A sudden gust almost tore the hat from Richard's head, and then the wind changed direction, slanting under the brim of his hat to plaster his beard and cheeks. Going on was madness. Richard was just about to rein in when his bay gelding stopped, planted its feet, and snorted with alarm. A moment later, Charlie's horse bumped against him, and the cowboy's sharp exclamation was lost in the wind. Magically, the blowing snow again changed direction and swirled upward suddenly to part like a shimmering lace curtain. Richard's jaw dropped as he stared eastward, down into a canyon, perhaps a thousand feet deep and at least that far across. This by itself was no great surprise. Dozens of major canyons furrowed these mesas where spring snow melted and fed into the great lower river valleys. The astonishing thing was how the sun broke through the storm clouds with a brilliant bolt of shifting sunlight, highlighting a cliff-dwelling of such magnificence that it hardly seemed of this world. Richard wasn't expert at guessing distances, but he judged that its protecting cavern was about four hundred feet wide and sixty feet high. Every inch of that immense amphitheater was filled by the ancient city. Richard blinked twice, and then to make sure that his eyes weren't playing tricks on him, he scrubbed them with the back of his glove. When the sun-washed cliff-dwelling remained, he leaped to the ground with such excitement that he would have slipped and tumbled to his death had he not made a desperate grab for the stirrup. "'Hey!' Charlie shouted. "'What's going on? You all right up there?' "'Charlie,' he answered, hauling himself back to his feet and gripping his saddle horn for support. Come look at this. Did you finally spot him? Charlie asked, dismounting to hurry forward. Because, oh, my God. They stood there in the snowstorm, two icicles breathing steam and with tears leaking from their staring eyes. The great cliff dwelling lay well protected by an immense bowl-shaped cavern formed by a great smoke-stained wedge of sandstone and even through the falling snow, Richard could see that the city was constructed of dozens of imposing buildings, some three and four stories high, many dotted with windows and connected by ramps, stairways, and wooden ladders. Every inch of the cavern had been utilized by its builders, who must have labored for centuries to create this lost city of stone. Richard's attention was fixed on a castle tower whose upper floors almost touched the smoke-blackened ceiling. How could anyone have done it? Charlie asked. I don't know, but they did. But why? I don't know that either, Richard answered. But maybe we'll be able to find out when we get inside. 
We're going in there? That's my intention. Well, you go ahead. I'll keep looking for the cows. Richard smiled to himself, knowing that Charlie wouldn't dream of separating in this foul weather so far from the ranch. He squinted, noting what appeared to be small storage or work areas farther back under the cavern, muddied up tight like a row of swallows' nests. Even more fascinating were the many open pits whose roofs had collapsed during the passing centuries. Though filled with debris, Richard could tell that they were perfectly round and rock-sided. Their function was a complete mystery. "'You suppose this is a place Akowitz kept telling us about?' "'It has to be,' Richard answered, remembering the Ute's stories about a haunted city suspended in the sky. "'It's like a palace.' Well, "'I've never seen a palace, but that must be what...